For more information on these and the many events that have been recently added, go to kkfi.org slash artskcgo. Hi, this is Danny Cox, and you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. Support for KKFI brought to you by the Jewish Community Center of Greater Kansas City, presenting the Broadway musical Kinky Boots with 11 performances between January 28th and February 19th at the Lewis and Shirley White Theater. For more information, including tickets and showtimes, visit thejkc.org or call the box office at 913-327-8054. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Everything about it is appealing everything that traffic will allow no way could you get that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow there's no people like show people they smile when they are long yesterday they told you you would not go far that night you open and there you are next day on your dressing room they Costumes, the scenery, the makeup, the props, the audience that lifts you when you're down. The headaches, the heartaches, the backaches, the flops, the sheriff who escorts you out of town. The opening when your heart beats like a drum. The closing when the customer. Well, I, I, I guess the. Uh... Machine took the day off. Hello and welcome to this edition of the KKFI Arts Magazine show. I am Michael Hogue, your host. Glad to have you with us on this Monday, Martin Luther King Monday. So uh, uh, whatever you have planned in that regard, you do it, do it with reverence and, and have fun too. Because I think he would want you to have fun and all of that. So welcome to the program. We have an, uh, an interesting show going on with you tonight, today. Uh, we have a gentleman from a combination, Central Standard Theater, just up the street from us here, and uh, we're going to be uh, there. They're in the Warwick. It's it's met at the Warwick, and it's uh, Central Standard Theater at the Warwick as well. <laughs> and all of us are here and uh, having fun as well. Uh, my headphones seem to have uh, gone out at the moment, so if anyone out there could. Uh, uh, and that being here at the station could help me with that. 
I'd be very much appreciative. <laughs> but we're here today with our guests, uh, Rob, uh, Bob Paisley. Or do, do you prefer Robert? Uh, no, no, Bob is fine. He's not I'm related fine. to that uh, the Vince Lombardi of uh, <laughs> Liverpool uh, uh, no. Premier League football. <laughs> I wish I was. Look, if I had Kevin Keegan and and Daglish on my team, I'd 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 be able, I could be able to coach that team. That'd be great. <laughs> Bob is on the board of the Metropolitan Ensemble Theater, and he also I guess is the main producer of the British Invasion, which comes through town once or twice a year here. Well, we haven't had one since before the pandemic. This is uh, so last one was uh, f Christmas 2019 was when uh, we had somebody come through. And uh, now it's it's time to ratchet it up again and, and just give ourselves an injection of international theater here. I think it's a it's a something that I've always felt that this town, Kansas City, is wanted to be an international city, but being trapped in the center of America, you know, it's, it's the most insulated part of America. <laughs> uh, it's hard for them to to reach internationally from here. So, uh, but this is a way through the. You know, I started this in 2010. It was the first time I brought people over, and and uh, it's been a, a a great experience, not only for for the visitors coming here and seeing the Midwest, like they. Uh, they really love coming to coming to Kansas City. It's their vision of America. You know, it's barbecue, jazz, cowboys. You know, uh, things like that. And it's a uh, so they love coming here. And not only do the patrons uh, really, uh, the theater patrons here really enjoy this particular style and variety of shows that they do, but the artistic community too has hooked up with them to produce shows which have gone on to. Edinburgh and to tour uh, Britain in various places as well. So there's other local groups that are doing that, other local actors who are doing that as well. One of the things I've noticed, uh, when when the Brits, for instance, can I say that? I'm, no Brits. one would be offended. We call, we call them the Brits, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they perform, they like to do things individually, I've noticed. It's well, often monologues and things. You don't see that much from uh, uh, us Yankees. We, no, we don't do that <laughs> so their, their much. Their particular style of theater, I mean, when it comes to the smaller touring kinds of things, is a different animal than what we've got here. They have a real good circuit because, you know, 20 miles away is another small town or village in England, and they have their own theater. And, they, and then another 20 miles down the road, it's a different audience for a different theater. And, uh, and so it's, it, there's lots more. They don't have the the distances to drive that we have to here to, to, con to connect. Uh, so, and they have a, a real history of, of uh, these solo shows where uh, through uh, an, an hour, 70 minutes, uh, 90 minutes of, of really creating a character, telling a story uh, with basically the, the most minimum of sets, uh, set devices. Uh, a chair, you know, a, a chair and a table and a couple of books. And that's, I mean, that's what Bex's, Rebecca Vaughn, who's coming over, she'll have a, ta a little desk, a couple of books, and a, and, a, and a cup of water on stage, and that's it. And, for, and then she'll give you all of this Virginia Woolf piece that she's doing. Sure. So. Yeah, well, uh, another time I remember talking to one of, I think it was one of your people, uh -huh. and we were talking about accents, and they said, well, it's different from village to village. <laughs> so that, that explains some things <laughs> to me. And the sense of humor, how different the sense of humor. You have Noel Coward on one end. Uh -huh. You have Benny Hill, Benny for instance, Hill on, on the, the other, other end. And there. that's all considered uh, typical British humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a... Uh, 
they have they have a, a unique outlook on life and, and how to how to celebrate it and uh, from from the uh, the pubs that they all go to at, uh, during the days to to their trips overseas to Kansas City. I mean, they've got lots of experiences to draw on here. So, uh, well, you brought John's story along with you, a Hi, sound designer, a, a, a man of, of many talents. I'm sure I just don't know what any of them are. Well, I, I wonder that myself. Um, <laughs> a little bit of everything. I've, I've I've been doing theater for virtually my entire professional life, so. Um, it is a matter of survival because especially when you're younger the times are leaner and you're still trying to establish yourself and so sometimes you take whatever job there is and then you're like oh well this is interesting I'll do this too and um, I I think it's all kind of come full circle while sound design is my primary discipline which I've invested the most time and money of training <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I found that you know now that I've come around to the, the point where I am after a number of decades um, I I feel like doing all the wearing all the hats at one point or another. I, I feel like I work better with other people. You know, I don't I frequently have people that have a, you know one specific discipline. They know it really well, but it, you, we don't we don't do theater in a vacuum. There's other you put your head up and you're like, oh, there's people doing lighting and who are these? Oh, there's actors on the stage. Maybe I should have something to do with them. And it, it, I think you know uh, I feel like it makes it a lot easier and that the work I do is a little more relevant to what's going on. Um, I like to think it makes it easier for people to work with me because I, I can speak a little bit of whatever language they have, you know, whatever particular theater dialect they have. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, I, I find that I, uh, it is easier for me to do my job and hopefully either, easier for others to work with me. How did um, you connect with Mr. Paisley here? Jeez. Is there a story there? Well, yeah, you know what there is, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it was the first time that we got together was when you did Just Those Stories. No, it was before that. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Years ago, back in, in the before times, um, I you had a resident designer um, at Met years ago, uh, Donna Miller-Brown, who, um, who has, has moved on to much greener pastures now. Uh, but um, she had a, a family emergency years ago. She was in the middle of a, right. a fantastically oh, I, I remember now. oversized <laughs> production um, uh, of doing Tommy. Tommy, and, you did Tommy. And you were just heading into technical rehearsals, and then she had to leave. I said, is there anything I can do? And she said, yes. Tommy? And I'm like, I meant something less dangerous. And so I literally was thrown in feet first. I think it was the weekend that she started technical sure. rehearsals, and I had to just, I came in with nothing. Um, and I was uh, in the pit band for that were, show. You were you and Sean and a, a cast of yeah, and cohorts, right? And, and, um, and uh, oh yeah, all sorts of people. It was, and, but the the cast was phenomenal, and the production turned out great. And um, I somehow didn't make it worse. And um, <laughs> you know, and then off and on, I would fill in, and then I did bunch of work and then a number of years later I got really busy with the elders and things like that and I was less yeah. available to be doing stuff for them but our first but our first project working together there was uh, the first one was a was a central standard project a steady rain yes with uh, um, with Forrest, Forrest and, 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 and uh, Scott Cordes was Scott Cordes two fantastic then, Kansas City actors oh it was terrific and then uh, and then uh, we did our production of Driving Miss Daisy which we took to Australia yep. and then we took to Britain as well uh, with Marilyn Lynch and Harvey Williams, and what was the the play that, that we took to the Uppsala? Uh, oh, that was with, with Heidi. Yeah, but, uh, that, was that, was it was that called a, it was called um, um, Elegy for a Lady. And was that a Miller play? Arthur Miller play, short Arthur Miller play that uh, 
that she and I did. And you did, you designed this yeah, out for that, yeah. too. So and that's, um, that's one you don't – I had never even heard of it. I guess it is, yeah. it's, just, it's a short It's a very short piece. It's part of a, a, a two short We performed that at Birdie's yes. in the Crossroads. Yes, I've done it at Birdie's twice now. That was – and it was interesting because it's it, it's a, a gentleman comes in and it's this, the, the interaction, this relationship he develops with a woman that runs a shop that sells things mostly for women. And so we did it in – a shop that and it was so the audience was there and it was Heidi Van yes um, and it, it, so you know you're just sitting in the shop as if you'd been shopping and you yeah. sat down and then so the whole story develops and they're in there and they're using it and mm-hmm. it, it was a fantastic it was a the, production the, it was the, you, we were sold out at 20, 20 seats yeah and that thing. was pushing uh, um, the la- and the last time I did it uh, I did a Sunday afternoon matinee where I was at, in the <laughs> in West Side Story for the Lyric Opera in the afternoon and then I went to the immediately afterwards to do Elegy for a Lady at Birdie's and then I went off to direct um, The Odd Couple <laughs> all on the same day. So I was doing Bernstein and Miller and uh, and Neil Simon. <laughs> all well you weren't of, very busy. I wasn't busy that week either. <laughs> Not like this week either. <laughs> It this is, happens. Eugene O'Neill. Yeah. It's, this happens in your business. It, it does. Everything <laughs> seems to happen at once. Yeah. So you, you learn, you know, there's part of you that panics. You're like, I don't have any work. I should be doing something. And after a while, you learn, no, no, I should be doing nothing. And that's, yeah. it's that at the risk of sounding cliche, which I always am. Um, if the pandemic taught us anything, and it taught us a lot, but I think a lot of people learned, oh, we, we can all just take a time out and look, the world did not come to a screeching halt. Oh, so, you know, where I've, I've learned more to appreciate those times when you have nothing going on because you're like, don't worry. It, you know, I, I think it was right after the first of the year I had a meeting on a Friday morning. By the end of the day, I had five. And I had picked up two more gigs, and it was like, well, the faucet's back on. Holiday's over. Get back to work. Well, so. and, and this, is, this <laughs> has been a particular uh, issue for us this last month. We, we've just, uh, John was the, I've been directing The Iceman Cometh for Met which just opened uh, this, this week, and John is the sound designer on that. And, of course, this is a massive Eugene O'Neill play. It's, it can be, you know, soup to nuts. This is going to be four hours, a four-hour effort in, in, for an audience and, and actors alike. And on top of that, I'm trying to do the invasion and get all that organized at the sure. same time. So uh, February 1st, I think I'm going to check out for a while. <laughs> well, Take you, a nice break. Not me. I got, uh, I got yeah. Folk Alliance and Astral coming right on the heels care. of that. Who no. cares about you? <laughs> is that in another city or is that here? No, it's here. It has been elsewhere. They, it used to be here every year, and then they, you know, they, they were kind of breaking it up. They did it in New Orleans for well, all the Montreal, stuff like uh-huh. that, and then the pandemic kind of cut into it. Um, but they'll be back, and um, I have some uh, friends. Uh, well, they were friends because I met them through uh, Folk Alliance. That um, they uh, produce music in the western part of Canada, and they cover a good bit of territory. I have a lot of great artists that they bring down with them, and for several years in a row, I, they had a large room that was the cont- Canadian contingent and um, uh, Manitoba music. Uh, is who they are, and they but they bring all these fantastic artists, and so I would run this room. And uh, we had great fun doing it. It was not enough sleep, but you know, you uh, see, see, Michael. I mean, we, you have, we 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 cross all genres here at, you, <laughs> at this table: uh, the the film scene, the, the music scene, the stage scene. Well, you know, a little bit of everything. Anything, anything you want to know? So, <laughs> well, well, which would you like to talk about first? We've been you've been talking about Central. 
since yeah. the run of Iceman Cometh is uh, is going on right now and well, picks up again Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday and runs through next weekend, yes. Okay, so a very a relatively short run, relatively I suppose. Short run, short uh, short run that which, which you make up in, which you don't do in length, you make up in uh, length of show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, well, you know, there's all kinds of financial considerations to make it. This is a cast of 19. Wow. That's one, of the, that's one of the reasons that this show is not done often. It's a huge cast, uh, and it is so... Uh, it's four acts long, and it's, it's a hard uh, production for a lot of theaters to even consider doing. So, uh, but we've uh, we've managed to gather the right kind of people, the right kind of right kind of guys and girls, because there's three girls in this uh, <laughs> out of the 19 guys, and it's um, it's a compelling, good, strong uh, show. Uh, John Cleary is just magnificent playing Hickey. Uh, John Clancy, uh, uh, Tim Alenius, Colin Fuel. I mean, the, the the leads in this are terrific. The supporting cast is so wonderful. It's a great ensemble. They have a great camaraderie, and uh, you, you'll see a a fabulous show. Uh, we're talking about. Think of it as like uh, binging on Netflix for an evening. <laughs> you know, you know, you'd, you'd happily watch four episodes of something on. Well, this is a like it's like that. So. But Good we, marketing uh, tech. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a great idea on how to approach this as opposed to oh my god could I ever watch that? But so you're a, saying that people could attend in their pajamas if they said if better. you want. Absolutely, we're going to give you a pillow if you want too. But uh, but there is a bar and there it. are snacks, so really it's very much like <laughs> like being at home. Yeah, well, going along with what you've been sure. saying, are, are you also pouring out there as well? <laughs> uh, the, well, no, I've actually I've actually had uh, so, shoulder surgery. <laughs> oh, and okay. I'm uh, and I'm recovering from that still. So I. The one-handed bartender gig is not quite there for me. I just need some more practice before I'm at. <laughs> Speaking with uh, Bob Paisley, the director of the show, uh, and he's on the board of the Metropolitan Ensemble Theater. He was just, in the last few moments, we've been talking about Iceman Cometh at the uh, Metropolitan Ensemble Theater at the Warwick, and also we're working in Central Standard Theater. Invasion 2023. Yes, they're yes. coming. Yes. They're, they're going to reclaim the colonies. Absolutely. They're coming over here in force. We, got, uh, we have uh, this uh, edition of the Invasion. I am bringing over uh, three extraordinary women. Uh, these women uh, cover all the bases in, 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 in what they do and how they do it. Um, I'll let me see. I'll, let's start with Rebecca Vaughn. Uh, Rebecca Vaughn, or Bex, as we as we know her, has this will be her fifth visit to Kansas City. Uh, she has come here with uh, shows from. Uh, oh, what show? Oh gosh, where's the where's the one that she's got here? It's on that one, I think. Um, I'm reading from the paper here. Da, 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 da. Uh, Austin's Women, uh, I Elizabeth, Female Gothic, Christmas Gothic, um, and. Uh, there was uh, the Mark Twain piece, uh, Diaries of Adam and Eve. So these, these shows that she has done here, uh, uh, and she's bringing now, this time, uh, a Virginia Woolf piece uh, called A Room of One's Own, which is a series of essays about, uh, about women and their place in society and, and how, they, uh, how they need to be, uh, how they can bring themselves forward with that. Um, it's a, it's a terrific piece. She's touring it at the moment uh, throughout uh, uh, Britain and Ireland. Well, not at the moment. She's coming here. But uh, it will be uh, featured again in Edinburgh this year, I believe, uh, at, the, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, 
uh, as she's working on her next show as well. Uh, so uh, she is coming. Uh, a, a, a new actress that I met just last year in Edinburgh, Emily Carding. They are um, a multidisciplined author, uh, actor, and, uh, um, and, and, and reads tarot cards, uh, has uh, uh, several books published on, on the use of tarot cards, and uh, um, The Magic of Shakespeare. Uh, it's uh, where you see the magic in Shakespeare and how, it's, how it can be adapted into uh, daily life, and it's uh, a fascinating book. Um, but Emily is coming. She is bringing two productions uh, with her. One is called Quintessence, and it's a it's a uh, sort of dystopian time with the uh, where artificial intelligence is all that's left on the world, taking care of things here. And this one particular artificial intelligence machine has been uh, tasked with recreating the human race using only the words of William Shakespeare. <laughs> You, you can you can tell that that's going to have a lot of potholes and and lots of interesting uh, quirks in with that, um, and she's also bringing a, a a remount of a show that they did uh, several years ago, at both at the, the Edinburgh Festival and the Prague Festival, where uh, it's uh, where they play Richard the Third. It's called Richard the Third, a one woman show. And they play Richard III, <laughs> and, uh, but it's uh, talking with the audience, it's breaking the fourth wall, and everyone's being a part of what's going on. And so it's a, it's a, will you survive, Richard, or will you not? And um, we'll find that out. Um, and the third member of uh, the invasion that's coming over is my good friend Maggie Lennon, who I've known for oh, well over a decade or longer. Um, uh, Maggie is from Glasgow. She runs a a nonprofit charity in uh, in Glasgow, helping refugees, asylum seekers, and migrants uh, assimilate into Scottish society after arriving from West Somalia or from the Ukraine or from wherever they're coming from. Uh, and uh, so she is a um, a real human rights advocate. She is uh, a, a really serious about women's rights. She'll be giving a, a talk while she is here, a, a virtual, a, a TED talk, for lack of a better way to describe it, about um, her current push to get the um, uh, to get the um, uh, what is it called? It's called the International War on Women, and it's the it represents the urgent need to gender the UN Convention on Refugees. Um, as she says in here, uh, in her thing, it's uh, think of it this way: that uh, rape of women is happens during war, but it is not a war crime. It's not registered as a war crime. So she's working to to, to advocate for for different kinds of human uh, human rights, women's rights, children's rights, to make sure that's doing. It. So she's going to be here to uh, to talk about that uh, on the the Tuesday, the twenty fourth, and um, and then. Um, She's going to be available. We've reached out to some of the refuge, some of the other agencies in town that do the same kind of work locally to see if we can get them to uh, to join in and, and be a part of this as well and meet with Maggie and, and uh, compare notes. So I'm very excited about that. It's, it that expands the vision of the invasion because it, up till now it has truly been just a a theatrical venture. But I've always felt that it should be a cultural exchange 
as well as just showing off uh, uh, my my theater friends. They um, and this is a way to really reach out and expand the the vision of what we do and how we relate with each other. So. Um, so Maggie, with the, so those are the three women that are coming. I'm very excited. They arrive here next Saturday. They're coming to the show, their final performance of Iceman on Sunday. They got money to get ready, and then Tuesday we hit the ground running with Maggie's show. Wednesday we're doing a Burns Night Supper. We're going to have mm. complete with haggis, oh, and, haggis. And, and, uh, and whiskey and all the <laughs> poetry <laughs> and the ceremony that goes along with that because the 25th is, is Robbie Burns' birthday. Um, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there are performances uh, by uh, by Bex and Emily, and I, it's going to be a, a great week. So now, what's the best way to find out about this? Do you want the regular Met website? Do you have a special? Uh, uh, you can you can you can you can go to the standard. Met website at, at metkc.org, or probably quicker, you can go to. Uh, the Central Standard Theater website, which is cstkc.com. Yes, that's right, cstkc.com. Speaking with Bob, uh, Bob, also known as Robert Paisley. <laughs> Do you ever go? John Robert. I have the I have John the middle, I have the middle name disease here. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't. Don't blame you at all. It, oh, no. it was a guy. I Googled Bob, even though I've known him for years, and uh, there was, was quite a few. And narrowing yes. them down, it yeah. was difficult. It's John, John's story. John's story. There was a million of them. It was just impossible. I had to. And in my life, I have met one other person named John Story, and I didn't realize it was somewhere. It was a retail thing, and he had his name said John Story, spelled differently. A friend of mine was like, "Hey, it's John Story," and I'm like, "I'm right here." And he goes, "No, that guy is the same name," and he told him, and the guy just completely nonplussed. I'm like. It's not that common yeah. a name, and you've met so I can't imagine he had ever met anyone else, and he's just like, huh. And we just walked away going, really? I mean, it's, it's, I know it's not John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, but it's not It's not like Bob yeah. Paisley. I bet you you can't go to Scotland without swinging yeah, a hat. Yeah, you stumble across a few of them. I um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and they're, they're um, uh, I, I remember when I was much younger, uh, first getting into sound engineering and stuff, and there was a, a book, one of the books I would collect before you had the internet. It was much more difficult to research specialized things like that, but there's a, a great, great uh, sound designer and engineer named John Storick, which is S-T-O-R-Y-K, and um, he, I think he recently <laughs> passed away just a couple of years ago, but he was you know, a giant in the industry, and I just thought, well, that's my in. Anywhere I go somewhere, I just do it and let people make the assumption that it's a typo, <laughs> and I'm in. And um, I actually you get I almost met him at a, um, an AES, the Audio Engineering Society convention. I think probably San Francisco or something. There's thousands of engineers and uh, record producers and people that are just legendary names. And we were in the, the, the common area eating, and I do a double take, and the guy's sitting there, and I look over at his name tag. It looks exactly like mine, but with a K. And the people are like, say hi to him, say hi to him. Like, he'll, he'll see your name and think it's funny. And I'm like, or he won't. And then it'll be awkward. So <laughs> I he... unpinned it, and I was so ready to just sort of subtly drop it on the phone and say, oh, I think you dropped your name tag so he could look at it. And, and we would have this humorous moment, and I was all prepared to do this. And then his phone buzzed. He's like, hey. And he picks up his tray and walked out. I'm like, well. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, probably the moment it passed. But I was like, maybe it was 
it was a gift from the gods. It was a, a deus ex machina that, that rescued me from, from what would probably be a really awkward and humiliating experience. But anyway, uh, other, you, you take the K off and you get nothing. I, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've Googled myself before and I'm like, who's, I think there's a scenic designer somewhere, a well-known uh, regional theater scenic designer whom I've never met with my name. He has a great website. I'm like, God, this guy's got a lot of work. I, I wonder if I could sue him for like like trademark <laughs> or something. I don't or think get a so. Cut of his, no, I'm like, no, I'm just stuck with it. So yeah, I, if, it's a, if it's really his name, <laughs> it, really it, your name, I I don't think you have much of a case there. No, no. Well, <laughs> are you working for uh, Central Standard Theater? Yeah, and, I'm actually. And yeah. uh, Iceman Cometh? Yeah. Um, like I said, I, lately I've, I've had fewer fewer opportunities to do a lot of uh, the the larger theater productions for them. Um, I, do, I am on the board of Central Standards, so you know we, we kind of work, we're a team. Um, a lot of the productions that we've done, we put together. Um, uh, I, like I said, the first, the first sound design I did for Bob was actually a Central theater, Standard production. And um, uh, some shows need a little bit, some shows need a lot. Um, but- uh, Another thing, so we, 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 uh, we uh, Combined our efforts uh, a, year, a year ago to go to take a show to Britain uh, with a, a production that John had written of uh, Rudyard Kipling's Just So stories. Now um, it's a it's a, a, a book in hand reading of the stories with percussion, sound effects, and and foley, which which helped tell the stories. But you need about five or six people to do this. And it was, you know, we couldn't take that many people over. So we did a co-production with a British company uh, who provided several of the actors and a percussionist. John and I showed up with the scripts and everything. We had about, we had a rehearsal and a half. Uh, they had gotten this material ahead of time, of course, but we had a rehearsal and a half. And then we ended up doing two sold out performances and a five star review. So it really says something about being able to translate our work here and have it be able to quickly insert it into something out there and, and still make a big success out of it. And probably having good people waiting for you yes, to get over well, there it, it's, helps quite that, a bit. That's the, that's the secret to it casting. Is, it is all about casting. I was always under the impression that that was the idea, that they would come here, you would go there. Well, uh, we do. And we, that would we, be a regular thing. We have been. I mean, uh, we, we took over, I took over, the first one show I took over was a play called The Event, which uh, was in 2010, uh, authored uh, the playwright, John Clancy, happens to be in The Iceman Cometh uh, here. Um, and then we took, uh, we took Driving Miss Daisy. We took, I took The Zoo Story. Uh, Matt Rapport and I went over with The Zoo Story. And, uh, and I've been back with The Professor. Uh, lots of other shows that have come through. Uh, that I've taken over there as part of uh, the American invasion, that they call it sometimes. Um, but it's a, a real combination of efforts uh, with my, my good friends in Bedford, uh, the town of Bedford, uh, David Baxter and Albert Welling and, and, um, and that crew there. Frank used to be part of that too. Um, but they're all, um, you know, they're all of our part of our, our family now, uh, that we, we work together in doing that part for bringing us over there and bringing them over here. It's all support that we need to have. So, uh, and we look forward to furthering that in the next uh, couple of years with some more shows that we are planning uh, to get together to take to Britain, to take to 
Bedford, to take to Edinburgh, to take to Australia. Uh, we, are, we are looking at these, for lack of a better word, these sexy Midwest stories, <laughs> which we can take over there. The story of Amelia Earhart, for instance, mm-hmm. is a sexy story. It's got a lot of, uh, of name recognition, and, and there's a, a terrific story, and that's a, a local Midwest uh, connection. So we're looking at ways of, uh, and we're planning, we have plans for two or three of them right now that are in the works, which I'll keep under wraps for now while, <laughs> while we, uh, while we you know, finish uh, putting them together. But we have, we have plans to expand uh, Central Standard to do more work and take more, uh, act, more performers, more artists from here to show them off uh, uh, in these places because in going there, I, it made me realize that we have an incredible artistic resource here in the in the performers and the writers and the and the technicians that we do. We're we're just as good as these act as these companies uh, across the world that are doing stuff. And to go out and share our stories with them, uh, and we go in, and we go and catch their stories, and we go, gosh, that's look, look at what they did with the lights in that show. That's that's. Fabulous! We, we got to steal that for the next one we do. <laughs> um, that's that's uh, so. We're looking to um, to expand our footprint not only uh, locally in what we do in in bringing more invasion people here, uh, not just from Britain, uh, but I have connections to Canada and Australia and Ireland that uh, th- all these app performers have come as well. And I have another another Canadian performer who may be bound down in April if we can get all that sorted out soon enough. Good. Well, let's attempt to take our mid-show break yep. here, having technical problems, but we're going to play some announcements for you. And when we return, we're going to hear more about Central Standard Theater, The Iceman Cometh, uh, future projects perhaps, the ones that they want to talk about, (laughs) and other things as well. All of that coming up when we return. You're listening to the Arts Magazine radio program right here on KKFI. 90.1 FM. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons with Freeze Frame, KKFI's weekly look at the newest cinematic fair in theaters and streaming. That's working for me today. We're going to continue on with with Bob Paisley. If if it is going out, if we are going out of it, I believe so. I can see us on the board. We have sound and we're going out. But we're talking about the Central Standard Theater. We have been talking about it. Bob's been talking about the activities and all that. I'd like to know how he first made those connections over there. I, I noticed on your bio you actually went to high school in London. Yes, my, uh, my dad was in the service. Truly begin was in the service as he and his passengers too, but, uh, confront a murderous band of anti-government guerrillas. At a, Gerard um, must recruit help from a dangerous uh, prisoner an admiral played by Mike Coulter, London. who was and, being escorted uh, so by the feds on that ill-fated flight. Uh, the movie offers nothing new and stretches credibility but if action is your thing, it delivers. Fasten your seatbelts, turn off your brain, and enjoy Time. Uh, bumpy the, plane uh, ride. The troubles Sometimes were happening in, be the in Ireland. Today's uh, my day. Between Northern Ireland the Netflix and, movie and Dog Gone is a well-intentioned, sweet-natured, family-friendly story. Bombs but as a movie, it's a real mongrel. Hey, Rob Lowe starts later, we're headed this into opus town loosely based on a true story about a Virginia family whose beloved pooch runs off on the Appalachian Trail. The family launches a sweeping search when the dog goes missing, and their efforts to find him wind up going viral. But it was a fabulous time to be there. I learned an awful lot about uh, 
subplot about the tensions between the dad and his son and how their search affects their relationship. Even avid dog lovers may squirm at the bumbling emotional manipulations on display. Sadly, doggone is a real dog. Well, that's it for this edition of Freeze Frame. Until next time, I'm Russ Simmons with Fox 4 and KKFI FM. I felt that uh, we all fit in. Um, and I didn't uh, get a chance to go back until, gosh, that was the 70s. I didn't go back until 2009, well. I think, was about the next time I was back. And I've been, but I've been going ever since, uh, uh, reconnecting with uh, some friends that I had from before, uh, some friends that I had from California who are living there now. So it's, it's been a, a great, uh, great opportunity to uh, establish uh, a foothold um, in Europe, in a way, well, though they're not in Europe anymore, much to, <laughs> much to many oh. people's chagrin. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I love going there. They're great friends, and uh, I hope to uh, be doing this on a regular basis for a long time now. Yeah, they're in the European Union now. No, they're not. They okay. They Brexit. Think Brexit. Okay, that happened. That's what that said, meant. Okay. No, we're going to be on our own, and you guys will deal with us. And they've <laughs> Europe has kind of said, well. Okay, and they've managed to create more problems. If you would do a show that would travel briefly to France mm -hmm. or briefly somewhere sure. else, would that be a problem? Oh no, 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 no. There's a, you know, there's. A, I was in contact for a while with the English language theater in in Paris for a while to take a, to take the event there for a while, but where our schedules couldn't match up well enough at that time. But it seems to me that in every major city there is an English language theater uh, in there. Uh, I know that there's some in um, in the Netherlands. There's one in. Um, uh, I know there's one in Spain as well, so the, the, they 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 appreciate that and they give a little uh, a nod to it at least, uh, but uh, but no, I think uh, the kind of work that we do and all these people that we're bringing around as part of this that we all do, it's you know you you pack a suitcase and it's got your costume in it and a couple of little props and you go to you know you go to Prague the Prague festival you go to. Um, Greece, you go to uh, India, you go to you go to Southeast Asia, you go to uh, lots of places. So there's opportunities uh, around the globe for this kind of work, this style of work, um, and and in many aspects, the uh, um, the festivals like Edinburgh and Adelaide, they're like trade shows. I'm here's what I got. And there are people who run arts centers in, in different regions of the, of the world. And they go, I'm looking for product. Look, I like your show. Do you want to do the Southeast Asia tour? Oh, or wow. do, you, do you want to do the, the tour that I've got, which is Britain, Northern Ireland, and uh, you know, the Netherlands? Yes, that's what you do. So you're hoping to do that. Um, now, uh, the, you had Prejudice and Pride in here, didn't you? The, uh, uh -huh. Yeah. Well, they're going to New York now with their, with their show. And it starts uh, gosh, gosh, sometime in February, I think, is when it begins. But that's a direct result. That production is a direct result of my starting of the invasion and bringing uh, the, British, uh, the British artists here. Um, Nicholas Collette, who was one of, the, one of the people that I brought, he may, brought over, he became friends with Sam Wright and they got together and they worked up, first of all, ah, I found it out, Bob. There you have. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, see, a sound designer would know that. <laughs> 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 I'll invite you for that time. <laughs> a sound <laughs> designer yeah, would do that. Anyway, Bob, Bob was talking about uh, I was. I was about uh, the, the uh, partnership between Nick Collette and, um, and Sam Wright when uh, they got together and first did um, the um, Crazy Horse. Right. Uh, and that took, he took it to uh, Brighton. He took it to... Um, to Edinburgh for a while, they made and they made another another collaboration together. But this is you know, and, and then this is really the um, essence of what I would love to see more of: uh, people connecting up with these visitors and, and making making something new out of out of a visit here that was quite by happy accident. So, if we can if we can have, see that uh, more of that, I think that, uh, we would all benefit from it. Um, and so. Um, I've heard since you went to school, yes. especially the high school level, yeah. in London, yes. I believe, I've heard two stories from people over the years. Uh, one lady talked about her kids not being understood when they got back to the States. And, and the other was uh, a, a lady my age who said uh, it took her a while to get the terminology back. Uh, and they both went to school over there. Did, did you have a similar experience? No, not, not necessarily. We, uh, though we lived amongst the the regular folk in England, uh, where we went to school, it was an American school. Uh, I was about to uh, go off to university and they needed to have, uh, I was, couldn't really go to a British school because oh. the, the different kinds of uh, um, credits you would get, uh, can you, do they give an SAT score that you can send to a university? So. So we, anyway, uh, so going to an American school, you you kept the Americanisms uh, pretty pretty close at hand, but um, still you were able to experience the experience the um, uh, the culture and the lifestyle that was there. And, and uh, but I don't know, some of it we picked up and we kept, and you know the oh, oh, right right right. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounding too much like Dick Van Dyke when we do it. Do <laughs> well, he was very popular in oh, both places. Yes, <laughs> they, uh, they give me enough ribbing anytime I go. Hello, hello, hello. What have we got here? <laughs> so, um, it's, I discovered that it's uh, even what was that? It's had to be half a century ago or more that the movie, but it has become part of of English culture. Is Dick Van Dyke doing what they consider to be the worst Cockney accent <laughs> in the history of Britain. And, and good-naturedly, they just go... <laughs> but it's so much so that people that hadn't been born 20 years after that movie were ma was made, they just... Everyone knows it. It's, it's their... Sort of their, uh, their impression of Americans... Of what an American's impression of Britain is. Uh -huh. it's, I've asked them. About they say, well, we think that Americans think Britain is... Um, uh, uh, Monty Python, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Benny Hill, and um, you know, it just, it's just all these cliches. They say we assume that this is what Americans think of Britain. Well, let me turn it around. And when Bob and I have talked about stuff we want to take in other places, we're like, well, what is, what is their view of us? And uh, it's been a couple years since you were in high school, one or two, I think. Yeah, so, but but his perspective from being over there, he's like, well, I know to the British people they like this. This is what we think about America. And it's like, well, everyone has, you know, positive and negative things, and a lot of them are just sort of cliches or tropes. Um, <clears throat> but there's also certain things from every culture that sort of stand out, things that people like. If you're a soccer fan, what you love about 
one of the things you might love about England is the fact that football, it's not just a couple of teams. It's that some of the biggest teams in the world are there. And so you can, you can pick one. You say, you know what, I'm going to be an Arsenal fan. Yeah. And, you know, people make choices. But, um, you know, there's things that sort of, oh, well, that's a really cool thing about the country. And if you were to visit it, you'd like that. Um, if you're a fan of beer, you're like, oh, I can't wait because it's cask pulled and it's mm-hmm. better and it's from a cellar or, you know, in, you know whatever it is that you, that, that you think about the country, even if it is kind of a cliche, it may actually be an important part of their national identity. And so the question was, well, what do you think of America? And you're like, well... Um, let's see, there's crime and guns. No, no, no. Anything you like about us. And as it turns out, they still love the Cowboys. Um, not the Dallas ones, um, thank goodness. But, you know, there's, there's this iconic image of that, uh, the Native American culture that's here. Um, um, they like gangsters. They love that. Um, hard to get away from movie stars. Not that they don't have film stars all over the world, but there is, this is Hollywood has a glamour to it. But um, as Bob had alluded to earlier, there's certain stuff that is sort of iconically American, which is from the Midwest. And Kansas City sits right in the middle of all of that stuff. And when we, we looked for stories that maybe we could tell, we were surprised to find so many of them are within a day's drive of where we're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. And so this this sort of ties up the, the mission of, of Central Standard Theater is bringing the world to Kansas City, taking Kansas City to the world. And so that's, that's sort of what we've been operating off of um, for a while. And uh, for example, you're talking about you know, Nick and um, Sam getting together, and Sam had this story, Crazy Horse, this is, again, a very iconic American figure and very popular in other places because they don't they don't have that there and the thing people like about other places is what they don't have here i i've not done as much international traveling as bob though half of my international travel has been with bob um i did a lot of touring with theater companies uh in my younger days um spent a lot of the time on the ground in the united states covered most of it. And um, sort of our rule was um, travel, stay in the chains, eat local. In other words, you find a place to, you need a good night's sleep for when you can get it. Stay in some chain, even if it's not the fanciest one. You know that there's a standard and you're not going to have bed bugs and things. But don't don't eat at Applebee's. Don't eat at some chain. Don't eat at, you know, Olive Garden because you, you're familiar with it. You're Find what they have there, you know. If we were putting a show in and say, oh, breaking for lunch, they say, well, there's a bunch of stuff down here. We're like, no, no, where are you guys going? They're like, uh, we're going to Big John's Barbecue. <laughs> then that's where we're going. I mean, I would never have discovered the B&B yeah. beanery in Moberly, Missouri, if you, I hadn't asked. Yeah, the, the, the interesting you know. thing about, about a lot of these stories that we were talking about, about these Midwest stories, is that they know the these these foreigners, these people, in, <laughs> foreigners to us, uh, these Brits and these Australians, they, they know a little bit about uh, a character, a little bit about Crazy Horse, but they don't know the true story. And that's what made that, that show work. You got the full history of it. Some, and, and we're going to find the ways to do that. They're going to know a little bit about this. They're going to know a little bit about that. Uh, but they're going to have not all the details that they need. So we're going to flesh out these stories and tell them that way. Yeah. Speaking with Bob Paisley uh, with the Metropolitan Ensemble Theater, with Central Standard Theater, and uh, and John Story, uh, sound designer, and you mentioned another thing um, several times. Uh, Jack of all theater trades. Jack. <laughs> He's probably glad to have you then aboard for all of this. All of this coming up later on. Now, uh, 
The British invasion begins January 23rd. Is that a week from tonight? That's a week from tonight. Well, it's a Tuesday. Tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. And runs essentially uh, a week the, to the 29th. To the 9th, it was a Sunday. Yeah, and that'll be at uh, at, at the Met in the Warwick. At just the Warwick Theater. Uh, down the street. and But also they have several performances still going on mm-hmm. of uh, The Iceman Cometh Shoot. by Eugene O'Neill. That's all this week. Yes, we're we're running we're running hard with this one. We got a great cast, and and it's it's been well received, which has been a, a real challenge. I mean, anytime you have something that's uh, that's at the extremes of the theatrical process, you you always run the risk of people either you know going, eh, I don't think I want to. But this has been really good. We've had we've had really good houses, and we expect our, our numbers to grow throughout the next week. And yeah, it's it's a seldom produced. We don't we have not found that there was ever a production done in Kansas City of this show. And uh, no one can seem to remember seeing it or ever hearing about it. That's one. probably the length question yeah, on it. Po- possibly. Po- I mean, well, possibly. Well, it's the expense, too. I mean, you have so many Is it expensive to do, to I mean, do? I, The rep, I don't know, would have ever done it. They, they might have done it at some point. They, they would be the one, but they, they have it um, because it's, it's just a huge, huge cast. Yeah. I remember the motion picture. Lee Marvin was uh, billed as the star. He was one of them, yeah. That was, uh, that was one of the versions of it. Uh, Jason Robards, of course. Recently, Denzel Washington did a production of it uh, uh, that was done in Chicago as well. And uh, it's a, a real um, vehicle for that particular role, uh, those guys who were playing the lead in there. It's, a, it's a, one of those Hamlet roles uh, that... that uh, some great actors just cannot wait to get their teeth into. Um, and when you do it right, like John Cleary is doing it for us, he, uh, it, it's a remarkable piece of theater, and it, it, and it, and it delves deep into the human psyche and, and why what, what you do when you have your dreams and they never come true, but uh, should they come true, do you give them up and do you, do you stick with them? It's, it's, it's oh, great stories along this. That's and a big question, isn't and it? And there's so many little stories within the bigger story as well. That's what makes it sort of like a, like I said, like a Netflix binge. When is it time to, to give them up, yep. these dreams? Yep. And, uh, yep. What and, do you do later? Some, pe- some people don't have an alternate plan. Do you plan. move on or not? Well, and that's kind of the question that uh, O'Neill asks in this play. So, uh, yeah, it's a great thing. It's on all next week, finishes on Sunday. Uh, Monday's a day off. Tuesday we start running with the next round of things. So uh, uh, CSTKC.com will be able to give you all the information. On Central Standard Theater. And if you're interested in the Iceman Cometh, metkc.org. You can make arrangements for that as well. Uh, it's a busy week over there. Yeah, for you well, especially. You're directing... Well, you're probably not directing the ladies, but you're directing uh, Iceman for well, sure. Yes, no, I, you know, I'm directing Iceman Cometh. Uh, I'm producing uh, and presenting more, more so uh, these uh, other uh, other shows that are coming in. Um, this follows up. I mean, the, the Warwick is now becoming a a real uh, a real arts center in some kinds of ways. Uh, we have. Uh, other companies in town are, are now using us as their uh, extra venue to to do some extra shows. Nick Paget is coming through with a couple of shows. Uh, the Black Repertory Theater, Damron Russell is coming through and doing his shows there. We've discovered that uh, the music scene has started to discover our theater 
and the space, and they are digging it. I mean, the, the jazz cats come in, they love the sound, and the piano's not so bad, it's great. And we had the murder ballad ball, and among other things in there lately, and, and I think that it's, um, it, we're, we're getting to a, a, a renaissance point with, with this venue. We're, and with the different shows and the different companies coming through and the music, we have this wide demographic which is starting to come in and discover the place. They go, this is pretty cool. What else you got in here? And that list, and that tide lifts all boats. And I think we, if we can get some people to come in to see one thing, they'll come back to see something else that they're not so familiar with. Yeah, Alan Portner was here. Uh, it was my first show of the new year. Oh yeah, the critic, and then we one of the theaters he talked about was the Met. Gosh, and all that. I, I got to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> He told me that uh, you had a show on CBS at one point. Oh, God. Excuse me. God. You're, 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 you're diving way back for this one, buddy. <laughs> well, we might as well. Well, just a little bit of an interesting story. I'd been in L.A. for three years, and nothing was happening, and I was getting bored, and I was getting poor and everything, and I'd given up. I gave up, and I moved to New York, and I said, that's it. I, mean, I was in New York two weeks. I'd been putting my resume out to different restaurants around Times Square looking for a job and then my agent from Los Angeles calls and says hey they want to see you for this series and I said I was fed up <laughs> I said I'm not flying back there they want to see me bad enough they can see me here oh my <laughs> and just that little bit of attitude uh, th- th- he called back 20 minutes later he says okay we're going to send you we're going to fax you the sides to this scene and you're going to go down to CBS tomorrow and they're going to put you on videotape and in 48 hours, I was on a plane to Vancouver to be uh, a part of the cast for this oh, t- repertory television is the best way I can do it, uh, called Scene of the Crime. It was a cast of nine of us, and, and uh, every week was a different story. It was a different, uh, and so you played a different character every week. I mean, I had long hair and a beard the first episode. I cut the beard off for the second episode. I pulled the hair back for the third, cut it off the left. All, my mother could never find me on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a, a fabulous uh, uh, four months in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, and six months living in Paris, shooting in Paris, uh, which was just an astonishing time. And uh, uh, it was great. CBS loved us. They wanted a second season, but our our producer, Mr. Stephen J. Cannell. Oh, really, yes. Stephen? Yeah, wow. He didn't like he didn't like having to go to Paris to shoot it. They were providing half the money, so they wanted to employ their their uh, industry uh, personnel, uh, cameramen, lighting men, costumes, makeup. All they wanted. So that's why we had to go to Paris to shoot. And um, well, he certainly went on to no success. With no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had he had so many other things in the in the in the in the pipeline. He didn't need us anymore. Yeah. But it was a, a, a great uh, a great experience to to shoot. You know. Uh, See, I didn't know that about you. You should you should have told me that long ago. <laughs> oh, we yeah. could have had this conversation several years ago. Well, I, we wouldn't have been able to have it now. I'm <laughs> trying to fill an hour for you, man. <laughs> Doing the best I can. Okay, he he wants to go that way. So uh, <laughs> Central Standard <laughs> Theater and uh, and uh, the Iceman cometh both uh, running on. Uh, for those who. Uh, I guess I gave the websites before, but there's no yeah. harm in doing that again. Metkc.org for the rest of the run, and you can see the the, the available dates. Can they can they see how many? Can they see the seat? Uh, 
you, no. you get the you get the dates, the times, the things. It'll be general admission seating for for everything that we're doing. Okay, okay. No That's problems. That. No problems getting in. Believe me, we're we've got lots of extra room ready to go. The um, for all the shows uh, and and but uh, uh, start getting your your seats for the for the invasion soon because that's going to be a a, a real a real uh, popular that opens a week from tonight January twenty third and runs through the 29th. fourth twenty fourth twenty fourth yeah. well uh, the twenty fourth uh, we we uh, we were going to have an extra an extra. Uh, Person coming, yes, I know oh, okay. the, 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 the dates are a little weird. Sometimes. Yeah, is it hard for them to uh, come here? That's um, that's not inexpensive. I remember well, the last time I went overseas, it yeah. got to be expensive. Well, that's part of my gig is getting them here uh-huh. uh, and housing them. And I I must say that the that the local patron base here that we have uh, uh, that we've courted over the last decade or more has been just fabulous and stepping up, and uh, they they. Love supporting the first time I said, "Who wants a Brit? Who wants to have a God? Can I have a Brit? I want to. <laughs> I want to have one." Do and we have to have bangers? It's bangers, uh, bangers, bangers and, and mash. mash. And mash? Do do we have to have that every day? And the answer is no. no. He'd no. probably rather have a steak. Well, I, 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 I would. Hey, two thirds of two thirds of the women coming over are uh, vegetarian vegans. Really? So, uh, oh yeah. Is that so. popular there, man? Well, you know, it's as popular as it is here. I yeah. suppose I can't imagine. You know, but. Uh, Makes it challenging for the for the Burns night. Uh, just, we had, I, I did not know such a thing existed, but apparently there is vegetarian haggis. Wow! Yeah, and Bex swears by it. She says this is great. I have this for breakfast. Okay, so I've got. We'll have vegetarian haggis, and we'll have regular haggis, and we're going to have real Scottish stuff. And and and, and the leader of this of the Burns night when we do this on the on the Wednesday, the twenty fifth. Will be Maggie Lennon, uh, and she is from originally from Dundee, but she lives in Glasgow now, and she's everything from the address to the haggis and the whole Robert Burns poems that she does, and uh, you know she's she's uh, quite uh, uh, a stickler for the for the correct ceremonial parts of this, and I. Uh, you need to brush up on your yeah, burns. Gosh, I do. Well, I do brush up on burns. I gotta, gotta, I gotta see if I can get that piper, the, the bagpiper in. You know. And <laughs> I thought we had a piper. Well, I, I, I thought I did too, but I haven't heard back yet. Thank so. you, gentlemen. We, yeah. we, we've done it. We've done it. Yeah, the the uh, Metropolitan uh, Ensemble Theater, the final week of the Iceman cometh, and the coming and the and the Brits are coming. The They're Brits. going to invade. They're coming all all the way from uh, from Great Britain to do yeah. that. And the number to call for more information, 816-569-3226, metkc.org or cstkc.com. That's all the information that you have. I want to thank my guest, Bob Paisley, director, actor, uh, lots of things apparently, yeah. producer <laughs> now, uh, directing The Iceman Cometh and producing the British Invasion, and John Story. Uh, I had lots of credits for him. None of them were correct. But, <laughs> <laughs> but nice to, Jack of all trades. Nice to, uh, nice to have you here. Uh, you talking about your, your knowledge, and you added to the stories as well. Yeah, well Thank you. Thank you so much to be with us. Speaking of... Uh, uh, Thanks, people Michael. from other places. The jazz, the jazz, in, uh, the jazz Canadian is with us. Uh, the pride of Alberta is with us, <laughs> and he'll be with you. We'll have jazz from one to three. We'll have the blues from three to six, right here on your community radio station, ninety point one FM KKFI. 
Kansas City's Community Radio. So until next, we meet, ladies and gentlemen, at that crossing the road. I'm Michael Hogue. We'll see you next time. Thank you.